welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss Deadpool in a PG-13 setting instead of R. As always, I'm Chris Kaput. This week, I'm joined by Josh Daly. As usual. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. You ready for this? Yes, I am. This is a big question that has been raging inside my mind for the last 24 hours. <laughs> ever, ever since I proposed it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, this comes on, we're doing this big question, is PG-13, Deadpool 2, a good idea? Because Fox announced this week that that is, in fact, what we were getting, and we don't even have to wait that long for it. Um, they made the announcement this week that a another, that an untitled Deadpool movie is coming out in theaters this December, on the December 21st, 2018, um, and then Deadline, they were the ones to report that they've heard that this is a recut of Deadpool 2 but with a PG-13 rating, um, which has obviously um, begged a lot of questions on mm-hmm. why they would do this. Is this even a good idea? Like, as we're going to talk about, how can it work? What does it mean? All of that kind of stuff. And we're going to get into all of those different aspects of the story here in, the, in this big question. Um, and it comes on the heels as well of uh, Ryan Reynolds sharing a photo of him in the Deadpool suit with a Christmas hat sitting in a bedroom that may look familiar to anybody who's seen The Princess Bride because... It is the exact bedroom from The Princess Bride. And guess who's sitting in the bed? Again, it's Fred Savage, the kid from Princess Bride. And it, it, the picture is of Deadpool reading to him a bedtime story, um, or I guess a sixth story, because as was the case in uh, The Princess Bride. And in the pages of the book, or the one page you can see, it shows the image of um, Deadpool 2 of Juggernaut ripping apart Deadpool. Um, so it seems like this is absolutely what we're going to get. And... I mean, I before we I guess get to the the, the bigger big question. Um, I'm just really excited to talk about this. I guess we should first off of trying to figure out why are they doing this? Yeah. Why would Fox um, ask this to be made, or why would Ryan Reynolds request to make this? We don't know exactly mm-hmm. who decided to to do this, um, but I'm assuming it's a collaborative effort, as the Deadpool movies have been um, throughout their um, entire makings to this point. So. I mean, there's there's a couple ways to look at this. There's obviously like the cynical studio way of like, oh, we're, we just need to milk more money at Deadpool before Disney takes over. Yeah. So, or they're like, well, you know, this movie made slightly less than the first movie, so we're going to do a re-release um, mm-hmm. with a new format to encourage people to go see it again, and then we're going to make more money. We can cross eight hundred million dollars worldwide or eight hundred fifty, and just you know, really up our gross. Um, there's also, you know, in that same vein, the appeal of showing this to a wider audience. You know, maybe there are those parents who are actually like, no, you can't go see Deadpool 2 because it's R-rated. And so their kids didn't get to see it, but they really wanted to. And now they can go take them to go see Deadpool 2 with a PG-13 cut. And it, this can grow the Deadpool market and um, even make it eligible for a release in China potentially because it didn't get a China release because of the R rating. So if that were to happen, then again, the box office just balloons. You know, you know, is this the, do you think the driving force behind this decision that this is just a money thing? I don't, maybe. I mean, yes, they want more money. That's the base analogy of this or the mm-hmm. base like thing of it ryan reynolds gets a payday or more of a payday some of a payday yeah so do wernick and reese who i imagine helped re- you know write these lines out with ryan anyone in the writer's room um because yeah a deadpool holiday special with a gimmick like this i'm um, a telling of the, the deadpool 2 story mm-hmm. 
in the princess bride format is will be hilarious and i would i mean i've already decided i'm gonna go do go yeah. see this because uh, yeah it would be epic i mean especially too if like they work in parts of the first deadpool or like whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever the case is like who says it's just deadpool That's true. 2 maybe it's like we have this great way to retell the first two deadpool movies and like they've just thrown their hands up and said, okay, Deadpool's not going anywhere after the Fox yeah. merger. It's over. So let's have one big shebang for Deadpool. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So that'd be a long movie. <laughs> it would be a long movie, but like, you know, you could, unless like, you really cut down on some of the side stuff, you slowly hack off all of the R rated stuff that you can't really fix and then slide in all the PG 13 stuff mm-hmm. with new ADR yeah. jokes, everything like that. And then those fit into like one cohesive, um, Deadpool movie mm-hmm. and they can sell that to PG-13 audiences so teens can go. It can yeah. get that China to reach like you said which is a really great point. You don't get into China you're nothing. Probably or, cost I mean, potentially a hundred million dollars for Deadpool too. Mm-hmm. Even the first one I guess since it didn't make it either. Yeah for sure. So like you know you, you open up to that wider audience and Fox is like you know just absolutely despondent or they want to make as much cash as they can mm-hmm. so all their current CEOs and business people <laughs> can get their bonus checks that they've, you know, set rules for yeah. and they can just have all that before they split come next summer mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, you know, that is a perfectly rational and fun, also fun idea for Deadpool mm-hmm. taking the cynical approach. But as an optimist, I tend to think there's some other things going on here. Okay. Um, but can I jump there? Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, go right into it. Ahead of this. Um, right before the pod started, I was looking for a, a phrase to kind of describe this. And you said proof of concept. Yes. And I think to get Ryan Reynolds back for this without demanding millions and millions of dollars, even oh. though I probably would have paid him, um, he wants Deadpool to live on. Mm-hmm. It's his baby. It's something that he's shepherded from, you know, concept through development hell and then finally to the light of day in February of 2016. Mm-hmm. So he wants it to continue when the new overlords, when the mouse <laughs> house takes over in every Marvel movie is PG 13. Yep. So you need to make Deadpool fit into PG 13 mode. So perhaps this is a mashup of the first two Deadpool films to sort of act as his um, audition for the MCU in sort of a fun kind of way um, that will be different enough to warrant more movies being made Mm -hmm. and to prove that he can be funny without the language or, you know, um, any of the other elements of Deadpool that are way over the top, excessive blood, gore, violence, and things like that. Maybe? Maybe. I mean, I think... um... I, the just to jump back to your point about you know having trying to find a way to get Ryan Reynolds back. I mm-hmm. I honestly believe you know that this is a move pushed by Reynolds. Yeah. That Reynolds probably you know because like you said he loves this character so much that he's looking at his future. Like, do I really want to be doing Six Underground or a Clue remake or you know um uh, what was the other one he was supposed to do the uh, he, or he's producing that Home Alone yes, remake Stoned, Stoned Alone. Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is that where he wants his career to go? Maybe, but I think he'd also still like to be involved with Deadpool. And if he wants that to continue after the Fox Disney merger happens, then yeah, he's going to have to play with Marvel studios and Disney's rules. And typically they don't 
do R-rated movies. I mean, yes, there's the argument to be made that, you know, they could open up a new studio branch or that Marvel could, you know, expand to become Marvel Studios and then Marvel Max and then the Max um, branch is where, like, R-rated titles and more mature content comes out of. Maybe. I could buy that, potentially. Mm-hmm. But that's not a guarantee. Right. So if you're Ryan Reynolds and you want this to continue, why wouldn't you be like, hey, why, let's try a PG-13 Deadpool just to see if we can do it. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not like we're, you know, Marvel has forced us to make a PG-13 Deadpool 3 um, or a Deadpool reboot or whatever. And then they have to um, figure out on the fly how to make this happen. And mm-hmm. if it if it, if it bombs, then they're screwed. Yeah. They can now just try their hand basically freely. I mean, yeah, they're going to have to pay to do the Fred Savage scenes and sure. do the new ADR to you know cover up some of the jokes. But for the most part, I don't think this is too big of a challenge to make other than just restructuring the story for a Princess Bride you know, storytelling um, uh, perspective. So yeah. um, I think that this was really a, a move that Reynolds probably championed. And then he said, you, you know, going to Fox and going to the cynical approach and listen, I really want to do this from a creator standpoint. But also you guys can make probably an extra hundred million dollars at the box office minimum potentially oh yeah um by doing this re-release at the end of the year and they're looking at the counter like you know what that actually seems like a great idea because our end of the year you know send-off is supposed to be a little battle angel and we think that movie's going to make 20 million dollars in its entire domestic run potentially so mm-hmm. yeah let's get it out of there move it to february next year have deadpool come back have resurgence they've already shown a tendency to recut the movie because they did the super duper cut yep so um now having to recut it again to get this Princess Bride style, I think makes a lot of sense. And like you mentioned, the proof of concept for Marvel, I think it just it shows Ryan's ability as a creator to then be like, listen, Marvel, whenever the takeover happens, that he can have a meeting with Kevin Feige and say, listen, I would love to do R-rated Deadpool still, but if you want to do, if you want to take him and keep him in PG-13, then here's at least a example of how I would make this happen. You know, does it have to be that princess bride storytelling tactic every single time? Absolutely not. And knowing Ryan Reynolds, he would probably find a way to riff off other movies, you know, to do this in a different way, or just have a straight up PG 13 Deadpool, um, which I guess could kind of lead us into the next part of this question of how can a PG 13 Deadpool work? What, what has to change? Um, are there, is it significant? Is it minor? You know, what do you think is the big, I mean, I mean, there's obviously you know, the language, the yeah. violence, um, some of the inappropriate crude humor has to go. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not, or I guess there is some nudity in the first Deadpool, um, but that ha- yes. not all that stuff has to go. But like, is that really that big of a deal? Like, and if they're just getting rid of it, like, does, what what does it change? What what do they do instead? Is it just new ADR jokes? Um, I know I've proposed on the podcast before that they should just bleep Deadpool for the first time in a PG-13 <laughs> setting. Yes. And then you can either do that throughout the entire movie or you just do it from the start. So when he drops mm-hmm. his first F-bomb, you just bleep him. Yeah. And, then he go, and then he breaks the fourth wall, looks at the audience and says, what the bleep? Mm-hmm. And then he just gets really frustrated by the fact that somebody is censoring him. And he's right. just like, fine, you know, I'll learn to deal with this. It's all because of Kevin Feige. And like, he can just like mm-hmm. go straight at the studio. And I'm sure Kevin Feige and Marvel would like absolutely let him do that. Oh yeah. Like, they're not afraid to like make fun of themselves to a certain degree. So precisely if they would allow him to do this, then it's just about Ryan Reynolds finding a new way to make Deadpool work. And I think he can do that without, just having him drop the F bomb every other sentence or right. um, cutting off 
a dude's head just because they can mm-hmm. or showing nudity at a strip club just because again they can like you can find other ways to get around this and still i think make deadpool a funny character yeah for sure um and in a lot of ways deadpool 2 is kind of like an attempt at that in some ways um language is all there mm-hmm. so you you can strip that out and rewrite scenes and phrases and you know replace the f-bombs with some like hex and g's and whatever the case is right you know and have the moment punctuated by profanity acceptable marvel profanity yeah um in a funny way uh but also you instead of going with sex humor or anything like that you just throw in more dc dark universe or you know <laughs> or just mcu like yeah, references exactly you just you you lob more um self-referential mm-hmm. studio pivots changes things like that outside of it um like actors chris yeah. evans being who he is or whatever the case is and you kind of riff off of where you are or what else is going on mm-hmm. um because you still you still have to take some point oh yeah whatever else is happening in the movie universe um so you you go that route too and that's just that's really all you have to do you just lessen the gore you add more physical humor something that um deadpool kind of went away with Mm -hmm. i mean but you can play to a a, even a more teenager audience and go with it from there more dopender more interactions and more um one-on-one character riffs and then just swing superheroes by him you know and whoever the case is and then that would work yeah because Deadpool meeting anyone for the first time or saying, oh, hey, I know about you. I got a question for you. How this uh, the spandex or like he makes fun of their outfits mm-hmm. or some known like um, continuity error or gag or yeah. bad thing that happened in one of those movies that we all know about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, like right then and there, that would be the best way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, I even think like you don't even have to just completely remove or even bleep him the entire time. Like um, the good place. I don't know if you watch that show on NBC, like they do a great job with uh, Kristen Bell's character. Mm -hmm. She loves profanity, but because she was in quote unquote heaven for the first season, um, she can't curse. And it's also a a show on network television. So you can't curse um, that much either. So they've come up with, I think really clever lines of like, um, holy mother forking uh, uh, short balls. And it's just short like, balls, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, this is like, to me, that is just really funny, clever writing. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese and Ryan Reynolds are three of possibly the smartest comedy writers we have right now. So you're telling me like, I know, I think some people look at this and be like, Oh, you're watering down Deadpool. Like that's not how it's supposed to be. He's supposed to just be able to say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. That's not even how it is in the comics. Like, He's not always like he's not dropping f bombs like yeah I mean maybe they're you know doing the symbols instead of his his cursing right but like you're telling me that you you can't go to Ryan Reynolds and Wernick and Reese and say hey listen you you guys can't say obviously the f word anymore you can't say these kind of phrases and they're gonna be like well you just ruined Deadpool or are <laughs> they gonna say okay we'll take the challenge and now. We have to find a new way to make Deadpool funny. We have to find a new way to crack those jokes where we can get away with them, but also may- maybe elevate the humor. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, yes, I mean, cursing can be funny, um, sex jokes can be funny, but like, to a certain, at a certain point, they can only be funny for so long if you're just repeating the same jokes over and over with the same characters. So, yeah. in this case, like, if taking Deadpool to a PG-13 setting 
opens up kind of, I think, the playbook for them from a comedy standpoint where there are certain restrictions on them now. Sure. But it also means you have to be more creative and okay, I want to I want to have this t- type of joke. Mm-hmm. How do I make how do I convey that in a PG-13 setting? Yeah. You know, do I replace the word with a similar sounding word? Do I find a new um uh, example to use instead of sure. a sex joke. I mean, I just think there's the possibility for them to come out of this movie looking like geniuses where they're like, people are like, oh, PG-13 Deadpool can't work. Like that was the, the big criticism when it was like, well, Disney's taking over even if they're going to keep the X-Men around mm-hmm. or when they bring them back, like they're not going to let Ryan Reynolds be an already Deadpool. So like we're going to lose that. And if he can, I think, come in and show, listen, like the R rating is not what makes Deadpool Deadpool. It is the comedy, it is the action, and it is just his just his character overall. So if you can find a way to work that into a PG-13 setting, I think you absolutely can. And I think personally that it's not even that difficult to make it happen and potentially have it work on a great level. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you mentioned like uh, the, yeah, like, you know, you wave $50 million in front of Paul uh, Werdick, Rhett Reese, and... Um, Ryan Reynolds say fix Deadpool or you know change some things Mm -hmm. get to the PG-13 rating and you can get paydays for next decade who's gonna turn that down and like you said like the challenge two of course will be there and the best like network comedy is so funny because you can't you can't always go to the cheapest thing that's, right. why, that's why 30 Rock is so genius is because they work around all that. Mm-hmm. They can't say cat anus more than three times. So they <laughs> they use Alec Baldwin to do that and things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Like the the potential it be, because he can break the fourth wall um, will just ensure that the, the comedy will be lasting. Mm-hmm. Because in, like one of my problems with Deadpool 2 is the comedy is going to die in like five years. No one's going to remember that Josh or newcomers aren't going to be like, are going to be self-aware that Josh Brolin is Thanos and um, the character in Deadpool. Cable. Cable. Thank you. I don't know why I forgot his name. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just not going to connect right away. Mm. But when, you know, you get on board like with just like humor um, about like, I used to be able to swear, but now I can't swear. Yeah. Or like I, well, I'm trying to swear, but the um, logist, the, the the corporate structure of the Mouse House is not letting mm-hmm. me. They don't want Mickey Mouse associated with such dirty words and things right. like that. Like you know, the guy who doesn't doesn't wear any pants is trying to tell me you know what to do, what not to do. So like all of that has the great potential, and like you know, being able to name drop Toy Story and all of these other kind of things mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, we, we would really open it up. And then let you know, then letting him riff off of all these other people and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's easily doable. And if it's not doable, then it's just people being stubborn about the property. Yeah, it's like the the violence and the language is what makes Deadpool different in the superhero movie landscape. But just because he can't cut off a dude's head and you show all the blood doesn't mean he's suddenly not as as great of a Deadpool as he was before, just because mm-hmm. you saw blood. Like yeah. 
that's not central to his character. That's just a staple of the movie. And so you can change the genre. You can change the rules of this universe. You can change the rules of the character um, and still, I think, have a way to make this work. Yeah. Um, and so when we get to the ultimate big question here of is PG-13 Deadpool 2 a good idea? To me, I say yes, because I don't see the a built-in negative to this. Could it could it not work? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, the, there's an absolute chance that we go see this recut of Deadpool 2 in December and the princess bride storytelling nature just drives me insane. And it's just, it doesn't work. And because of like, they're breaking up the narrative or the jokes aren't funny or, you know, for, for some reason you do miss like, Oh, like they can't show juggernaut rip apart Deadpool because mm-hmm. you just can't get away with that in a yeah. PG in a PG 13 movie potentially. Um, but like, what were the workarounds? That's what I'm really interested to see from a creative exercise standpoint where this just goes like we mentioned that earlier like this just i think kind of solidifies that this isn't going to be the last we see of ryan reynolds's deadpool mm-hmm. you know both of his movies made um over 700 million dollars worldwide close to 800 million dollars and after this re-release of deadpool 2 this one could cross the 800 million dollar mark when you're if you're disney you're inheriting properties from fox like avatar which is the highest grossing movie of all time and James Cameron has already shot two of the sequels. So yeah. those movies are coming out. Um, you're inherited X-Men movies that have been not very well received um, other than like Deadpool and Logan and the earlier uh, reboot of these these X-Men characters. So that franchise to continue. The Predator just flopped big time. So you're not continuing that. Alien uh, uh, Covenant didn't really perform at, or was received as well as I think they would have liked. So that's probably not continuing. So you're looking at the franchises that Disney likes. Mm-hmm. And how you're going to reincorporate these Fox properties? Deadpool seems like almost the surefire bet of this. This is the one we know, even if it's PG-13, and it's now worked in the MCU that this will still work. Yeah, you know, whether even if like it doesn't even, I guess the the first two Deadpool movies aren't canon anymore. That in and of itself in, introduces a whole new line of jokes. Mm-hmm. Where oh now I have to retell my origin story, <laughs> right. or now I have to have a brand new costume because it can't look exactly the same as the Fox one because then it's uh, it'll be confusing for audiences. Sure. Or then when the MCU incorporate the X Men and then Deadpool meets the new Professor X, he's like, mm-hmm. oh hey hey James back I mean uh, Patrick, I mean uh, you McGregor. Yeah. Wait what? <laughs> like uh, it's just like I think this just presents so many. Um, opportunities for Deadpool to grow and change Mm -hmm. and offer up a new perspective on the character that I just think personally, I think it's really exciting and I've never been one of those people to be like, no, he can only be R rated. That's the only way it works because then you lose the essence of Deadpool. Like Mm -hmm. I think that there's a way to make this work. It's obviously up to them to make it work, but just from an idea perspective, I think that this is absolutely a great idea. For sure. Deadpool's already run aground in a lot of ways. Like my biggest criticism of Deadpool two is it just ran out of road in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it relied on genre jokes more so than anything. Um, and most of the genre jokes weren't that funny, but if you could turn all of those into character jokes and things about the MCU as a property hole mm-hmm. instead of, Oh, they've had one or two Fox jokes um, in there and then use the entire X-Men first class cast or yeah. the new, the new generation cast, whatever the case is. Instead, you have a whole staple of, you know, from Robert Denny Jr. to Chris Evans to Chris Hemsworth to whoever else, you know, eventually joins on. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, all that stuff. Right. You know, so the potential for that is, you know, I think is for for fun, comedy, for um, self-referential deprecation. 
is better than anything that you could probably come up uh, probably better than anything you could come up with from where Wernick and Reese were taking the character mm-hmm. before which the path that they, they already started down I think like you know Ryan Reynolds even said it himself Deadpool is kind of like at a roadblock if we can't do X-Force right so you know you drop them into a whole new environment and then let those let those guys write mm-hmm I think the possibility, you know, it, it the question answers itself. Yes. Duh. I mean, there are <laughs> levels of PG-13 ratings and Kevin Foggy will undoubtedly say, um, yeah, this is probably the hardest PG-13 movie that we've had, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be like, it makes Venom look like a joke, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. But with that, with, with that warning, sure. Why not? I mean, Rude humor and things like that can still exist, but it just needs to be different. It needs to be a way that 13-year-olds can access without, you know, horribly scarring them. Like, right. you know, would have happened, like happened to a few kids in the theater when I first saw the first Deadpool mm-hmm. or whatever the case is because parents were still taking their kids to these movies. So, yeah, it's 100% doable. It's They should 100% do it. I really hope that's the case. Um, and like you said earlier, it, Ryan Reynolds, it's Ryan Reynolds' project and he definitely wants to keep doing it mm-hmm. so and they've got such a great cast too um with zazzy beats josh brolin himself and Doe pender so you know you want that all to happen yeah or just to stay happening uh, if, if the continuity can't has to be axed off so be it but the character um is awesome and definitely should remain yeah i mean i think again like just losing the continuity of it all just i think just invites new challenges new jokes mm-hmm. um if we get a new cable, then it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> You're not Josh Brolin or, Oh, it's be, Oh, sorry. I forgot you were my actual cable was playing mm-hmm. uh, Thanos. So right. we can't, can't do it now or whatever. Like, um, I was trying to find the quote. I don't, I can't find it right now, but I know at one point, Kevin Feige said something about like, you know, the thing about Deadpool being a success wasn't because it was R rated is because they understood the character. They understood, um, what they were doing. They, and they executed on that vision. So, I think for him and like Bob Iger said before, like we, we plan on making more Deadpool movies. Yeah. I guess he never said that it has to be R rated. And so again, I think if you're, if you're Ryan Reynolds, if you're Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick and you're maybe even David Leach, if he's involved to any degree, like if you're looking at this and you want to continue this character, like uh, then you just figure out a way to make it happen. And if you can do it with Deadpool two, change up your story structure, change some of the jokes, um, maybe cut a few extra scenes here and there that, you, you know, maybe cross the line, then you do it. And then you figure out, you know, if it works or not. And I think personally it's going to work. And I think it will ultimately, you know, I think pay off in a pretty big way for Fox and Reynolds. Yeah. Um, I have the screenwriter article about Kevin Feige's Deadpool comments. Okay. Um, the thing about Deadpool shows is when you present something unique to an audience, they will respond to it. When you present something as popular as a superhero character in a different and unique and crazy way as they did in Deadpool, it demands attention and audiences want it. They pulled it off. Tim Miller did a tremendous job. Um, and then he talks about the fourth wall and the secret is the source material. Understand the source material. And then any adaption you make from the source material should be done to enhance whatever the, the original pure spirit of the mm-hmm. source material was. Deadpool hit on all cylinders with that. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things that you know feige and marvel studios have always been about is 
staying close to source material when possible. Um, not necessarily from a story perspective of, oh, well, their adaptation of Captain America Civil War was nothing like the Civil War comic in terms of how the story plays out. Like, yes, it's Captain America versus Iron Man. It is about the patrolling of superheroes and their powers and who, sh- who if they should answer to anybody. But the people involved in that story, how the story plays out, it's it's not like that storyline at all. But yeah. they got who Captain America is. They understand who Iron Man is. And if you can understand the character and how to make it work and what's made them successful on the page for, you know, decades, then you can understand how to, you know, translate it to the big screen and make it work. Lower in the article, it has some comments by none other than James Gunn praising Deadpool, which begs me to ask the question, Is James, James Gunn? Gunn's Deadpool. I mean, I'd, I'd be here for it. Absolutely. That would um, be fun. That would be a lot of fun. It would be, uh, <laughs> I could I the storm. I don't. The only reason I can't see it happening is because if James Gunn was directing Deadpool Rebirth or whatever they'd call mm-hmm. it, there's how how does Deadpool not make a joke about James Gunn being fired for his tweets for sure uh, or Disney's uh, quick decision to fire him? Mm-hmm. Like, I think Disney and Marvel allow a some self mocking to a certain degree, but criticizing their overall um, yeah. approach to business and how they make decisions. I don't think we go over real, very well. Um, maybe that, maybe that entice James Gunn to do it even more. And then like, no, we're not cutting the joke. You guys can fire me again, but this joke is staying. And, uh, it becomes like a legendary <clears throat> story or something, but, uh, that, that would, that would, I, that would be certainly interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the last thing here I just want to ask, I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious, but are we excited to see this in December? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It won't be the thing I go see December no. 21st. I mean, we're not going to be I'm... reviewing it in the podcast episode, maybe like a special or we could, it would be like the topic of the big question potentially, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be our review. Success? Was, Who knows? was PG 13 Deadpool yeah. a good idea? We can do a, a, a reverse of the question uh, after, after we actually get to see it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what they do mm-hmm. with the Fred Savage inclusion with the princess bride storytelling. Um, I just, I just, I'm really curious to see how they, how they make this work mm-hmm. because I, I just think there's a lot of potential here. So, Absolutely. um, that's, I think all I have to say about this. Yeah. I am maxed out on words. Okay. So then that is the end of this big question. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet and more plus our iTunes. Give us a five star view with comments. Tell us why you enjoy this to the show and then be sure to tell us your thoughts, everything we talked about by tweeting us at friends and film. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Cooper and Coops and Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, and just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning to the Friends Film Podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episode.